very loud. Yeah. Am I loud? You're too loud, but you're good now. You fixed it. All Welcome right, back, patrons. We're at episode 50. Fucking A, episode bro. Episode 50. We finally made it, everybody. Five zero. So we've been gone for a while, but that's because holidays. That's what I'm going to blame it on. And uh, yeah, you know, holidays, Black Friday, working. You know how that works. So now we're back. We're going to try to be every week, but if sometimes we miss it, we miss it. You know? It yeah. Is what it is. yeah. We, we have lives, believe we it or not. We don't get paid I for mean, this shit. I, <laughs> I mean, for a good thing. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. I, if we were getting paid for to do this, I think we'd have to be A, a lot more PG, or at least PG 13, and B, like we'd actually have to put effort into it, and we're just not about that. Yeah. Plus, you have the, then you have to, you know, focus on your Instagram reels and then make, you know, clickbait ass shit. You know, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't doing that. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> I mean, like, we try to do the most with the least amount of effort. I think that's mm-hmm. a, a good way of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. our, that's our motto. That's our motto. So, do le- do more with less. Exactly. I mean, look at us. Look at the cars we drive. That's pretty much, that's pretty much what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good metaphor right there. Mm-hmm. More with less. Yeah, I mean, you could have more power, but you don't, and you still place well. See how yeah. that works? Well, this podcast is more like less with less. Ah, but you that's, know, it's all that's good. more like it. It's all good. So yeah. How was your weekend? How was your week? How was your family? I'm very thankful for having a beautiful and amazing family that puts up with my dumbass. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Like, you know, when I walk in you know to any door well actually i walk into a lot of doors because i don't know how to open them but you know when i walk in the room it's like you know people it's just good to see family and spend some time with them and all that bullshit bullshit they want to hear yeah exactly so i'm just turning up my volume because i can't hear your your voice all right can you hear me can you hear me now no no no. it's it's my volume on my i can't hear you my headphones oh so so yeah thanksgiving was good ate way too much and very thankful for just having a good little break from work and reality you know work's been freaking busy as hell so yeah yeah how about you what'd you do you you traveled right you no no traveling for me so all i did was you know locally 20 30 minutes but nothing crazy just visited family awesome family that i haven't seen in a while i was cool i always feel awkward in family situations i'm not a very uh i don't know like a family gatherer type of guy so yeah yeah especially seeing them in so yeah. long i'm like i don't know who the fuck you are and they always ask you do you remember me i'm like fuck no i don't remember you you're just like hey <laughs> is it derek <laughs> no it's richard yeah yeah that's what i meant yeah shit I what never if what if people. uh what if they listen to the podcast there's no way. There's no Why way. Why do you say that? What if the they do? They don't. Listen, they there's people who I didn't think listened to the podcast, <laughs> as you know. Yeah. And now they do. So they very yeah. well could be. If you if they were listening, what would you say to them right now? Sorry for not knowing their names. <laughs> no. Just... And clogging their toilet? <laughs> no, no, no. I just, you know, I'm just not a super family gathering type of type of person, so. I usually stick with my intermediate family. 
and that's about it. Oh, okay. So you you're not a big cousins kind of guy. I used to be. I am not now. As I grew what older, happened? you fell out of fell out of touch with the loved ones. I just like being independent. I'm not gonna lie. I just like doing my own thing. This motherfucker goes into the woods and stays there. <laughs> I don't go in the woods. You know. Oh yeah, well. you don't. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Leaves himself, goes into a bunker. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I could just do that. Just be a loner. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, you know. There, yeah, there's a time and a place for being a loner, and between the months of November and <laughs> May, I'm a loner. I mean, I'm yeah. always a loner, but in particular, the, the, a severe loner. Because it's winter. Yeah, there's nothing to do there's but eat, to... drink. Well, you can't snowboard anymore, can you? Or are you going to try? No, I can snowboard. Why can't I mm. snowboard? Well, well I mean, you know I can't. what happened last time. Well, <laughs> I'm going to try to not do that again, but, you know, no Whoa. promises. Maybe you should take a break off of that snowboard. I didn't love snowboard. Pick up some skis or something. So boring. It's, well, it's a little easier. Use it your hands. It's easier. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, you know, let let's get right into the show instead of us babbling on about you know whose cousin is that. that. They want to hear that. All right. Well, I don't know. All right, anyway, what happened? Motorsports related. Verstappen won again. Oh, can uh, we talk about that? Can we talk about that? Right. I have some. Uh, I just want to discuss the the F one season and its entirety. Yeah, wrap that shit up in a in a Christmas bow. So, so here we go. Let's just briefly discuss. Now, everybody's gonna say, "Well, you know, the F one season was tragically awful because only one guy basically won the entire fucking." Basically, he won. Event. Damn season. <laughs> I'm gonna come back with saying in about 30 years, we're all gonna look back on this season and Max when he's all when he's old and retired and say this might have been the greatest season of ever in Formula One by one driver in terms of dominance. And the statistics do not lie. And I'm gonna give you some statistics here. Yeah, give us okay? the math. All right. Now, this is insane because most of these records were from a time period when there was like eight races on the calendar eight or ten races i wish they would go back to less races there's two there's 22 now too many he won 19 of the 22 races in 2023 which is a win percentage of 86 percent now that's difficult in a you know people are gonna say well it's all the car but you know perez wasn't winning Perez wasn't coming in second place or, or qualifying very fast. So, you know, I don't think, I mean, the car was great. There's no denying that, but I don't think it was all just the car. I'd go as far and say that Max Verstappen is not human and is just on another level of anybody else driving. You know, it's just, he has the most consecutive wins, which is nine, like nine in a row. No big deal. He's the only driver to win three times in one country during a single season. He has the most wins from pole in a season, the most consecutive wins from from pole in a season, the most hat tricks in a season, the most points in a season, which is insane. Uh, How many points did he do? 575 points. So if to put it in perspective, if Perez doubled the amount of points that he gained this season, he still would be behind Verstappen. And he's second place. So just think about that. 
Has any season been that dominant? There has been, but not to this level because I would say Hamilton, you know, during the Mercedes time, there was a couple seasons where he was, you know, very dominant. And then like Ferrari, Schumacher. But there were still other cars winning. This was just one man. Like he was just winning every event. I mean, should there be rewards weight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to put a lead brick. They should. <laughs> I mean, he Stop has the most podiums winning. in a season, most consecutive top two finishes, most laps led in a season, highest percentage of laps led. I mean, it's nuts. So I guess what I don't understand yes. about F1 is that why don't they regulate the vehicles to just be all the same? And then they could actually see you know, which driver is actually better because it, you know, eliminates the car from being a factor. Because Formula One is not only about the driver, but it's also about the technology. It's always been about the technology and the pursuit of speed. Mm -hmm. And if they make all the cars the same, then it's just IndyCar. Mm. So you're saying IndyCar is missing that? Yeah, well, IndyCar, the chassis are relatively the same, and it's Mm -hmm. just the engine that's different. But IndyCar had the same formula as F1. You think it'd be more popular? To a degree, but I don't think so because IndyCar can't afford to be like Formula One. Hmm. So, but I'd argue and say a lot of IndyCar races are more interesting in terms of racing than Formula One. Right. It's just um, like the the V8 but, but, supercar uh, shit. You know, the sick. people the people who want to see good racing sometimes don't take into account how good somebody is in a season. Like, I just think, yes, the car is good. Red Bull was dominant. But I would just go and say that Max Verstappen was the leading force behind all of these consecutive podiums and wins. Uh, not not to discredit Red Bull at all, but I'm just saying, like, he was clearly better than Perez by a margin that was ridiculous. Uh, and, yeah, is that boring? Yeah, it was boring. Uh, by all accounts, it was a boring season because we kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, but he I starts think, in the front, you know exactly what the yeah, fuck's going to happen. Yeah, no, I get it. We're going to look back on this and say, he was a fucking madman this season. I mean, like, you'll I'm never see this again. Fuck that. I'm well, not you're not, you're not a shit. real fan. I'm going to have my fucking blinders on. I'd be like, what season? What 2023? I don't remember that fucking year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's how a lot of people feel about it. So there's our F1 season in a nutshell. Uh, I appreciate Max winning. Was it boring? Yes. Yeah, it was boring. Uh, I mean, he's not even my favorite driver. So I, I like do like Alonso him. Alonzo guy, huh? I am an Alonzo guy. I mm-hmm. love Alonzo. Both think... old. <laughs> oh, wow. You're not, you're not further. You're not that far behind me, buddy. Yeah, I, uh, Alonzo, I... He's like the cat with nine lives, dude. Like, the guy keeps coming back after retiring. Was he 40-something? 43. 43, and he's still doing F1. And he's, and he's also doing it at a one of the highest levels. Right. You think he's going to come know? back next year? Did he get a contract? Oh, he's coming back next year. Who the fuck funds Alonzo? What do you mean, who the fuck funds Alonzo? People pay to have him on the in their car. I know. He's one of the best drivers. I know, but don't you have to have that funding behind you? Or is no, that only for new drivers? That's only for drivers who, who crash their shit and walk uh, away. So Sargent. Sargent, Latifi. Zhao. Zhao. You know, backmarkers. Mm. Alonso is Bozo. a two-time world champion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, 
<laughs> fucking bozos. <laughs> Alonzo has won two championships. I don't think he needs to prove anybody anything. And the when fact that, that he does. 04 <laughs> and 03, I think. 03 oh, and 04. Okay. But you got to remember, he beat Schumacher. And ever since then, he has been in subpar equipment, I'd like to say, and nearly won a championship with a Ferrari that was absolute dog shit. Like, absolute dog shit. And mm. even the Aston Martin was a good car, but it wasn't the best car. He was on the podium a lot. You said 2003? Yeah. So he was around when, what, V10s were there? V8s? Oh, yeah, V10s, V8s, and now the hybrids. He's seen it all, Damn. dude. Yeah. He knows it all. That's crazy. This nigga's a dinosaur. <laughs> Dude, he is a he is such a good driver. Um and the thing is like usually drivers, you know, you see a drop off by their late 30s. For Formula 1 anyways. Uh you tend to see their reaction time slow down. Does he have kids? And I don't think so. That's probably why. Does, does Alonso have kids? I don't think so. Does. Yeah, that's why. He doesn't care. He has nothing to lose. I know. He have children. I don't know if he has a wife. Unmarried without children. Oh, pfft. yeah. That's the that is the formula to stay in Formula One. So yeah, this guy. You know, most of the times, unfortunately, when you have kids, it's like, do I want to hit this wall at two twenty? Nah, no, I don't think so. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> That's um, why Kevin Magnuson's not going to last long, or Botas, or what? Whoever was shared with their kid, I think it was Magnuson. Magnuson. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, he's a, he's just, and also because he's been around for so long, he knows how to set up a car and talk to the engineers. And he's also hysterical because he starts so much fucking drama for no reason, just to be a cheeky asshole. He says some fucked up shit and it's great. So how to play the media. Checo is in trouble, right? With what he said or some shit like that. Oh yeah. At the end of the race, he's like, yeah, these fucking... These are not Formula One stewards. They they should be in Formula Two or Formula Three because they gave him like a penalty for hitting Norris. I mean, he kind of did understeer into this motherfucker. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it was hilarious that F one was like, "You are being punished for that." Mm. Like, ridiculous. it doesn't matter. They still won. Yeah, yeah, they still won. Do you know who got contracts to come back? You think, I think Czech all the drivers, back? except for Sargent. I think Sargent's the only guy who's not coming back. <laughs> mm. I think they mentioned someone else, but I don't remember who it was. That doesn't have a contract signed. It'll come to me. But anyway, cool. Well, that's over. Yep. Now back to having my Sunday mornings. Yep. And football. Football. Well, Patriots are a fucking joke. I don't even want to watch them anymore. You're not wrong. Do you have any upcoming plans with anyone with car-related stuff? My car is still on the West Coast, so... Are you ever going to get that shit back? I'm going to leave it there, and I'm going to put it for sale. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it'll be back soon. The video finally came out for Driving Line. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Driving we Line. The behind-the-scenes of that I'm going to be 100 on to you. He made me feel uncomfortable. Who? The fucking host. How do he make you feel uncomfortable? I don't know. It's like you're trying too hard. But I don't know. I, I, just, I, you know, I don't remember too well about how I felt <laughs> when we were doing it. 
I I had a really fun time doing the the whole show. Now I want to preface this and and say this. You won. I fucking spoiler beat alert. Mark. All right. Uh, spoiler alert. Mark is a slow motherfucker. Damn. Forty five. Slow ass. This guy. This guy shows up. You know he was so. Con- I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I can't even say that. Uh, I had never seen this track. I had never driven this track. And the fastest lap I did was the second lap at that. Really? Track. Yeah. So we went out. We did like some like pace laps just to like see like just so I could figure out where I'm turning. And mind you, this track has like 50 fucking turns. It's a lot of turns. You're not a wrong. lot of turns. It's the Shenandoah circuit at some point. So I'm like trying to memorize this shit in my head. I'm like, is it a left or is it a right? And they just were like, okay, we're strapping the cameras on. Now go do a fast lap for the camera. I'm like, oh, fuck. You got to be shitting me. Mm-hmm. So I go out there and I just give it what I can. And most of those corners, I'm not certain if it's a left or a right. I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm just <laughs> well, fucking winging it. It was quite funny. I was like, ain't I no was way this dude was it. fuck he's going. I had not a fucking clue. I'm like, whatever. I was I'm like, you gonna... missed the fuck out of that apex. <laughs> dude, I had no idea where I was going. Um, and so then they come in and it's a hot fucking day. It was like 95 degrees and you can see it on my face. I was so goddamn hot. Um, the car was fine though. I mean, like the, like, I think if I had more time there, I think I would have easily found two seconds. But oh, yeah. by the time I went back out after they did the other bends, cause they were shooting at the same time. We did it simultaneously. We just swapped Mark and I did the morning and I. We did it first or second. I can't remember, but they spent more time with the bends, obviously. Ours was like a secondary project. And by the time I got back out to do more laps, it was too hot and the track had gone to complete shit. I mean, like it was like night and day. The track was great in the morning, but by the afternoon, it was like a fucking joke. Um, And my tires were rubbing pretty bad in the back. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised that the camera didn't pick up. It just like just churning out all the fucking sidewall on the middows because a 275 square that's a huge tire in the back for that yeah car. it is so so not needed at all <laughs> no no it just plowed like a motherfucker you're right usually i run a 265 or a 255 in the back so but i had such a fun time luke Monell was there doing the photography who does the photography for acuity so i knew luke he's become a good friend of mine and it was such an awesome surprise to see him. He sends me a text like a couple of days before. He's like, hey, dude, I saw you were on the call sheet, you know, for the, for the production. Yeah. And it was just awesome to see him there. Driving line and everybody were very professional. Mike, the host, was awesome. Very nice guy. <laughs> I mean, it was overall, it was a great time. And I want to go back to Shenandoah. That is a track that is actually very fun. And especially for a front wheel drive car, it's really fun there. Because it takes away the speed aspect, you know, that Evo would, would dust me in a straight yeah. line. Like, that yeah. car was so much fucking faster. Luckily, it was not a VIR. Oh, dude, it wouldn't even be, yeah, uh, that'd be fucking well, absolute joke. actually, so Mark, I'm pretty sure, has done a 206 at VIR. Yeah, but. He would be around there. Probably. Um, I'd like to say it was just my sheer skill, but there was no skill involved in that lap. I don't know where the fuck I was going. That was all just goddamn luck. Like I said on the video, it was luck. Yeah. I, I, honestly, that lap was like out of just like desperation. <laughs> I could tell it was an early one because how you were attacking the Not corners, a fucking like, clue where I was yeah, going. He doesn't know where the I missed. Going. No, the, the first lap and they didn't. They used two laps 
for the cameras, obviously. Yeah. And the first lap, I went left, but that ended up, and I, and then I realized that it was the fucking pit lane, and I yeah. last minute turned right. I'm like, oh shit, that's not the way the track goes because there's there's a spot in Shenandoah where like there's like um like an access road to get yep. onto pit lane. I thought that was the track. I swear to God, I thought that was the track. I almost went down there. I'm like, thank fucking God, I realized that. Is that is very confusing. Uh, yeah, there's not really any markers or any sort of good places to kind of see where the fuck you're going. Yeah. So that was a learning curve for sure. I think Grid Life should go back there. I think that was a fun, that would have been a fun track to do. Not not for a, a festival weekend, but for like a club, club, club. weekend. Yeah, yeah. fun. I think that would have been good. Or even the, I would like to try the other courses too. Oh, I mean, Maine. Maine's... Yeah, Maine. I haven't done Maine, but the carousel was awesome. That yeah. was really fun. The jump, my car did not get air. Not a fucking single bit of That's air. That's okay. <laughs> I I mean, there's my tenth right there. Right, you know? right. Um, but it was really fun. I'm thankful to have been invited to go. So it's good Nitto. time. Nitto tires. Um, they are a great tire if you are planning to do HPDEs and you don't care about like full-on you know time attack lap records yeah you're just wanting to go out there and and just have fun and do 75 percent speed laps right yeah just get seat time in they're a great tire they last forever they wear really well and they're i think they're pretty competitively priced too so like i think you could probably get twice or even three times the amount of heat cycles than let's say a nanking or a bridgestone or a yokohama yeah just based off of you know what i've seen previously i mean they they were great tires so yeah pretty pretty good but yeah i want and that's all there is to it did you get a trophy i got a trophy in the shape of four tires i mean that works exactly and i'll use those to drive around on the street with (laughs) so well do you put winter tires on your type r when you get it back yeah i'll put winter tires on it i won't drive it in the winter but i put winter tires on it oh fuck not that's that's the fucking motto why the um you got the benzo back got the benzo back and have i had the benzo since we start i think you just got it back oh okay no 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 did you no i I don't remember i think you did i think you just picked it up but you hadn't really done anything with it yet per se yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and and updates on that? You've been driving a little bit. Can you feel the arrow getting on and off the off ramps to work? Do people so, look at you being like, "Yo, what the fuck is wrong with this loser?" Honestly, I don't get that many looks. I think because the arrow's like all black, so it kind I wouldn't say it blends in because it definitely doesn't blend in, but it's not as noticeable with a black car versus like the Focus ST that was like yellow, so like you noticed it. Yeah, like the end plates were also, you know, uh, but that car is a fucking rocket ship. (laughs) That's how I feel. Like when I'm in that car, I'm like, this car is so fucking fast, like for no fucking reason. Like just in like a straight line, not like around. I mean, it's fast around corners, but it's just like just hopping out of like the fit or like, oh, yeah, like the S4 just makes power differently. And it obviously doesn't have that that snappiness of the dual clutch, and it's just a turbo car. Well, also the Audi's heavily used. Yeah, and if so you might only you might make be down on power. Yeah, I was gonna say she might she might be down a couple ponies since new. But it's super linear, right? So, but the GLA is not like when 
the fucking boost kicks in. You fucking do you um how's 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 the how's the fuel economy? Do you use like a gallon at a time now? What for of fuel? DLA? Yeah, now you no, no, I still does like uh, twenty. I think on the way to wherever I was going, like twenty six, twenty eight miles per gallon. Yeah, that ain't bad. No, I'm not on it that much. Like when I don't like beat on it, but. I do be getting on it sometimes. Also, I think we should change the speed limits around just in general. I think okay. the current speed limit on most highways are just godly slow. Like why? Well, does you're it also you're in Virginia, which is according to the world the worst place to speed. So we have highways of seventy miles per hour, and I go eighty or ninety or whatever depends on the speed of traffic. But I mean, on Fridays, Eddie, I mean. This like every, everyone in the left lane is going at least ninety. <laughs> like you just you just caravan with them. I mean it's just everyone's going that speed, and like even the middle lane is going like eighty five. So, oh shit, that's yeah, totally it, Virginia is of... really not that bad. It's 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 not the it's the laws that follow up if you're speeding at a high speed, like a unacceptable speed, where right. you just go straight to jail, like our friend Ben Lynn. Yeah, but he was running. He like deserved that shit. He deserved that shit. <laughs> yeah, like his situation's a little different. But yeah, no, and I just think with especially with modern cars, they should definitely be way higher than they are. Like people can cruise around at ninety and just feel like nothing. I mean, not every car can do it, but all these new cars. Oh, the Acura that like shit 70. that shit at ninety is like whisper. Right. Um. Here's my here's my take on speeding. Well, first thing, we have 65 mile an hour speed limit, so don't be trying oh. to play it off like, oh, it's so fucking slow. Well, it is slow. That's so, I mean, who? But everybody, everybody's Fuck going no. 85. Right, right. Everybody's going 80 to 85, even 90. Right, and it just feels um, like every day. And I, I also want to say that I think COVID compounded the speed issue. Like now, I feel like people are even worse than they were pre-COVID days. People are going like 95, 100, no fucks given. No, because, I mean, every car can fucking do it, and most cars are super stable at that speed. Yeah. So it's like, outside of idiots, fuck it. Just let people do what they want to do. Also, yep. the new Genesis, this is, this is just a random tangent, the new Genesis like uh, SUV lineup, like the GV70s and shit, are so yep. fucking hard. They're so fucking hard. Yo, the one that Tiger Woods, that saved Tiger Woods' life? What? I don't know. The Genesis GV70. That's that one with the fucking wonky ass wheels. Wonky. I don't know about wonky. I don't know. It's just rolling around. Like, it's just fucking dope. You like that? It looks like a Bentley truck, but it's not. Is that your next time attack vehicle? G70 slammed? Arrow? Don't, yo, don't tempt me, man. I like making little weird shit. It's got Stinger fucking engine in it. I bet you can boost that shit to 500. Oh, easily. But it weighs a fucking ton. No, honestly, I think uh, my next time attack car. I don't know. That'd be. It depends on what class I want to do. I probably start in street. So if I was doing street, I probably want like, I want a mini again. So I want the oh new GP3. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, that'd be cool. Here we go. Although the transmissions are shit. I wish it was a dual clutch, but it's not. But what is it? It was an eight speed. Yeah, some weird transmission that they're using. The thing. I want the fake um, plastic carbon fiber shit. But I. One of those are like an ATSV, like a four door ATSV. Those shits be back up to fifty grand, but they're coming down. They are coming down. 
I want a blue like that. I love that blue. Oh, blue, blue four door. And then I would run that in Street GT. And those cars can make stupid power with just like a tune. Really? Pipes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Like you can make like 500 horsepower like with, with the easiest. I think a tune alone will get you that, if not more. No shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Those cars have potential. And they have mag ride from factory. I think they're overlooked because of the CTSV. I think people, you know, sleep on them because they're like, oh, it's not a V8. But if you don't care about the V8 factor, which a lot of people do care. So, yeah, whatever. Each is their own. And you just want a fun car that handles really well and that does that's fast enough, fast as fuck. That car's going to do you well. And it it's not as heavy. It sounds like dog water. I hate to it's tell you, that's most V6s, bro. Yeah. All the, the, the S motors and the fucking M3s and M4s, they all sound like shit. Oh, too. those sound like fucking dis... Oh, my God. They sound like a wet fart. Like... Trash <laughs> <laughs> ass. Yeah. Sounding cars. They're good, yeah. though. They're good for what they are. All right. F80 or ATSV? F80 Why? or ATSV? Oh, I have to do F80. F80s are so... It's the hips. Dude, the back of those the motherfuckers. Of the, they have a BBL. Those motherfuckers are huge. So mm. I have a I have a confession. I keep looking at used F eighty sedans. I've been doing it for years. One. But with the cloth interior, dude. Oh my god, what is that called again? MB Tex. I don't know, but it's super rare. Some fucking BMW fanboy. I'll correct us on this shit. Uh, fuck is that called? I don't remember. I used to know. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I get... love those cars. I'd get an auto. I figured you would. The manuals. I don't think the manuals are any trash. good. Yeah. That thing is like churning a stick of butter. Yeah. No, I get it. And now that, you know, being sponsored by Acuity's fucked me for the rest of the world because. Well, they have aftermarket shifters you can select. It won't be as good as Acuity. Well, there's some decent ones. There's decent ones out there that would probably make the feel. Speed cloth. Speed cloth. There we go. See? The old ticker still work on uh, brain. <laughs> not heart. That is still working too. Um Yeah. The F eighty, I would love an F eighty. I mean if it was a manual, I wouldn't be upset. Like, oh no, I have to drive a manual. Like I love driving manual as I mm-hmm. but I think for that car, automatic. Mm. Yeah, that's a hard one. I do love the ATSVs and but I love the F eighty just is such a good I would probably pick the ATSV strictly because because it's not seen as much. I mean, either or, you would be in good shape. But I don't know. The F80 just looks so good. Dude, they just... And also, I think that was like a good... Like a peak for BMW. I really do think that they... In the looks department. I think they got the looks down so well. Are you an E90 or E92 type of guy? Sedan, E90. Okay, good. Yeah. Um. I mean, my favorite BMW is probably an E46 or an E36. I love those cars. E90s, I like them. I don't love them. So Ted Word or Tom had one for a very long time. And it had quite a bit of issues. Even like in maintenance issues or just weird just electrical expenses. Yeah. Just costs associated mm. with that car so high. Because well, you can get them for thirty grand or whatever. You're paying for an you en- for an that. exotic you twenty grand. engine. You know that yeah. engine is a race engine, right? You know you gotta do bearings, you gotta do this, gotta do that. Throttle bodies all fucking shit yep. the bed. It's just 
huge. I think people don't realize the costs associated with it. And like his had like weird drive shaft issues and like just weird fucking oh. shit. So it sounds like his ownership wasn't the normal, like well, his actuators went, his that's rod bearings got replaced. That's normal. You know, he had the typical BMW lights on the dash, yeah. you know. But in the end, it was just it had a hundred and something thousand miles on it. And like and that's when he finally realized, like, I'm done with this thing. Like I've got my money's worth out of it before mm-hmm. it, you know, it runs out. And I guess the next owner was just a very difficult vehicle to work with. Um, but I love V8s, so I do love that car. I mean, I had an M5. Right. That era is just so good, because, like, uh, what was it? Did BMW release theirs first? No. The RS4 was out before BMW. RS4, then the M3, and then the C63. Or maybe... No, Mercedes always had V8s in their shit, though, so, I mean, it's not really comparable. It was just those main two, the Audi and BMW, I guess. BMW actually did respond back to Audi. Yeah, because they still the yeah. M3 when the RS4 came out. Yeah, B46. Some 06. 06, yeah. So, and they had the B5 out for fucking forever. Like 03, oh, I know B6, 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 which was like the 04 whatever, the V8 car. So, when they were still producing the E46, so what uh, what is your take on older cars mm-hmm. now that you have the Audi? Is it is it a like from a buyer's perspective? Is it worth trying to buy something that you enjoy, even though it's potentially going to have some costs associated with it down the road? Like, how how do you feel about it now that you've done it? Is what I'm saying. Is it so, does it does it feel different? So the scariest point. And this is why I didn't buy like E46 way back when, like E46 M3. Like, like I was a BMW snob. I love BMW, love M products. I knew fucking everything about BMW M. Like, I was so fascinated with that fucking brand. But mm-hmm. even when I was able to get one, I chose not to. And the main reason was because the cost associated with like maintenance on an older car and stuff. And if this was gonna be one of my only cars, I always told myself, this car is a good car if I had two other cars. Yep. Because like if that car breaks down, then it's like, whatever, I'll get to it and fix it when I can. But if that's your only car, I feel like that puts you in a different perspective of like how you feel about that car. If it breaks down, you don't enjoy it as much. So now that I'm in a position where I have a few other cars, this car is phenomenal. I love it. Like I bought an example that had all the history that I needed to whatever to, to feel safe under the purchase, even though I got it home and it wasn't what I thought it would fucking be as usual, I guess. But the mechanical side of it, it was good. So, I mean, biggest thing is uh, do your research, search those forums, find out the, the typical maintenance nightmares, and then make sure the owner or whatever can provide some receipts. And don't be impatient. That's the big thing. I'm very impatient, but finding the, I know. the car for you that actually has all the information that you want is much more, is, is a lot better buying and knowing that in the back of your mind. So even paying a little bit more. Learn how to walk away. Yeah, that's the big thing. 
Yeah, especially with these old German cars. I mean, that, I hate when people are like, oh, this is the only one there. You'll never see it. Motherfucker, they've made thousands of these cars, all right? Yeah. Now, the wagon is an exception, I agree. Yeah, but, yeah it is. <laughs> you know, you're looking at E90. Yep. There's plenty of those, There's you know? There's a dime a dozen. And, and I everywhere. think people get caught up by the spec. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people are now, in my opinion, over emphasizing the spec of the car and not the car itself like they'll buy a car that has a weird paint color and a weird interior because of its its quirkiness and it being unique but the car is a piece of fucking trash it's yep. got all sorts of problems this and that has one of one of 350 yep you know yeah i mean like cars like that tend to not be driven and they usually have all the the the, the issues of a really old car because all the rubber seals went Yep. And your fancy paint color when you get into an accident, which unfortunately, if it's your daily, probably is going to happen one of these days. You're going to get sideswiped or rear-ended or someone's going to hit it. It happens. It's going to be hard to fix because it's a rare-ass fucking color and they probably don't make it anymore. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and maybe you'll agree. I prefer to buy higher mileage cars. It depends on the car. Depends on the car. Over a car that's never been driven because then I'm like... Well, so you haven't driven it. It's been sitting like versus someone that has purchased it and put miles on it. And I know they've done the maintenance and the car is healthy and that, you know, whatever. Like I prefer to buy a car with mileage and has like service history rather than buy something that has no mileage. And then like all the shit that this guy already did because he had the mileage, that's going to happen to you as soon as you own it and you want to drive it. So like, I think it I think it depends on your trying to get out of the car. If you're trying to buy this car to be a collector's item, you want the lower model. Yeah, even yeah, though it's course. even though it's a fucking dog shit to drive all the tires yeah. are rotted out, brakes don't fucking work, has low miles, and that in itself is worth it. Yeah. If this is your daily or something you plan on going on a road trip with, then I wouldn't say buy something with three hundred thousand miles. No, 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 no. But get something that someone actually used and. Yeah maintained it properly right so in that regard yeah 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 no this is like a perspective of someone that's looking to buy maybe a fun car would you pick the one that has less miles or the one with a little bit more in that sense i would rather have a little bit more and has more stuff replaced especially if it's an older car that i don't have to worry about fixing because you know billy bob over here didn't drive it for fucking 15 years but it's still on the original clutch. Like that shit's about to fucking burst as soon as I, you know, two, three, this motherfucker. (laughs) You are, you are, I actually have not bought a car like that in a very long time. Yeah. So for me, I think I'm with you. I would rather have the car. So like, let's, let's just hypothetically speak an M3, like an E36 M3. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have that E36 records that that show exactly. that the thing has been serviced yep and done the proper maintenance to it than one with let's say fifty thousand miles but there's no information other nope. than you look at a forum post <laughs> and it's like you know been sold nine times yeah yeah i agree um service servicing a car is so much more important than like what you see on the i think people get this you know like you said, don't, you know, go too quickly and just buy it because you think it looks good. Yeah. Maintenance 
has so is so important to the vehicle because like especially if you have the documentation to follow that up like that is important for somebody who's buying this it's like super important like that's the it, only reason i bought it from this dude is because he had the service records for the timing I, chains and guides because like i would have bought that shit and i think that's what makes people scared most about you buying used or yep. not certified because it doesn't have service information yeah even though certified pre-owned cars have their own sketchiness about them um yeah i mean like if you were like all right here is a f80 m3 Yep. The one on the right is $10,000 cheaper, but has no service history and 40,000 miles. Or the one on the right that's certified has service history. It's been at this dealership its entire life, but has 65,000 miles and it's $10,000 more expensive. I'd probably still buy the one with the I warranty. I would buy the, yeah, exactly. Warranty because, and has all the fucking maintenance. That's all I care about. Like, now, if this was a Honda Fit, I could give a fuck and I'd buy the Fit. <laughs> right, right. right? <laughs> but on luxury or performance-oriented cars, I'd rather have the fucking information. Because, right. you know, I don't know. Is this motor the original motor? Who knows? That's. I think that's probably one of the scariest things when you buy an older used car from a dealership, like a mom-and-pop dealership. Because like, Oh, God, like, you know, Tony's auto sales or exactly. something. Exactly. They know nothing Sorry, about Tony. this car. Yeah, and you can only rely on what the Carfax says, and ninety nine percent of the time, the Carfax doesn't mention many of. There anything. are there are many ways to trick Carfax. Exactly. Like, don't plug that shit in. Yeah, OBD reader. So yeah, in that sense, it's like for like an older car that's not like somewhat new and has still has this original warranty. You should always look like third party. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like you're getting like, new and like your yeah. Audi. Oh, oh, if hell it's no. possible. Yeah, like, I mean, I, there's no way. Like, I would call them, and be like, "Hey, have the timing gate, you know, chains and guides <laughs> been done?" And they would have been like, "I don't fucking know." Yeah, yeah. You call yeah. the place. It's like, "Hey, I'm inquiring about a Audi S4 wagon with 160,000 miles. Can you tell me a little bit about the service history?" Yeah, uh, Charlene in the back. She exactly. washed it up real good. Yeah, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we put some, put some gas in it, and yeah, drives like a peach." Yeah, well, and then you go there, you know, go for a test drive. You're like, "Why is this OBD reader in the driver's seat?" The the technician was doing something. You know, why are all the lights on the dashboard? Oh, it just doesn't get driven a lot. Exactly, uh, it's a they rare model. Try to bullshit, and like then you just see those specific cars just sit on dealer lots. And they wonder why they can't sell it. It's just because they don't have any, you know. They don't have any transactional stuff that could lead to someone so, actually wanting to buy that. All right. If you could name three things that are red flags on dealerships. At dealerships? Like yeah. Tell me tell me your three oh, red God. flags at dealerships. And I don't know if this is just a listing from cars.com or whatever, but when a dealership mentions a manual that's an actual auto, red fucking flag. Oh, God, yeah. God, that pisses me off. Yeah. Specifically yep. looking at like F10 M5 manuals. There's none because everyone just fucking lists them wrong. Yep. And like, what the? F anyway, so that pisses me off. So that's a red flag. Number two, if they don't give you the fucking Carfax for free and you have to fucking buy it on your own, <laughs> red fucking flag. That shit oh, should be no. always be free on their web, like, you know, their fucking page where it says, you know, click here for the Carfax. If you can't do that and that shit's not fucking free, run the fuck away, okay? They so don't, so, they don't want to share so if you anything, go in there, 
and and you're looking at a car and they're like oh you know sorry you're gonna have to come up with you know five dollars to get this car fax <laughs> no. or whatever we take cash only there's an atm down this fucking street i'm not talking about person eddie that's on their website oh that's even worse yeah no the website one because like i've been worse. to listen i've been to a dealership where they're like you can buy the car fax oh really what yeah the fuck? <laughs> fucking jesus yeah no i know oh, what you're talking about but i know the online one yeah those that ones shit pisses me off and then i would say the next one is you just have to look at the description some of them are so bad they're just copy paste like oh this <laughs> they put that shit in chat gbt and they said yeah that sounds good when the fucking <laughs> information is in all caps oh my god big that red flag me big red flag <laughs> that's a good one that's a good it's one. like and it's just like words after another it's like leather heated seats cup holders cool just ventilated like, they don't even list the spec of the car they just list all the stuff the car fucking has yeah. you know what the fuck car has it's like damn pictures it's like navigation optional but like you look at the picture no navigation right <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know it's always those mom and pop ones that just are so <laughs> sketch all right here we go this, these are my three big red flags for when buying a used vehicle or any vehicle for that matter. Right. Dealerships. All right. First thing. Oh, no, the, I forgot one. If they oh, start okay. that shit up before you fucking get there, thumbs up. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they drive it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that shit's been running for a while. <laughs> no. All right. First one. If they have those fucking little things that flap the people, like the little, <laughs> those, like those air blow up. Yeah. I don't even know what they're called. Uh, Look are... like giant fucking giraffe condoms. Yeah. Fucking yeah, flying yeah. in the wind. You see those in the front? Run away. Or like, or like a fucking clown giving out like <laughs> balloon animals and shit. Run like away. Do those at the major ones because that's the only ones that can afford them. Run away. Doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> All right. Same thing with if you see a bu food buffet at a dealership, run away. Yo, that bad might entice news. me, honestly. I'd be like, yo, uh, what the fuck? This shit got a bad news. dealership. They want you in there as long as possible, so they're going to do mean, whatever they can. Shit, if their fucking ribs be hitting, I'm going to be there. All right. <laughs> if you see, like, um, price of the car is mm -hmm. different online than it is in the showroom. I fucking hate that. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, those were. <clears throat> that's the online price. Oh, that's for you know people with disabilities and you know all sorts of shit you're not qualified for that it's like why did you put it up like that well you know yeah it's just how they do things it's like bro i drove all the way here what if i brought cash exactly to that car you know that amount right some of them are fucking dickheads they'd be like oh if you go print it out it, it counts so then yeah, you have who to is go a fucking, fucking printer because they know right. that shit like guess what inks out bitch you ain't buying that car yeah, and what's the third? What's the third? Third one to is... close it out. And this is the big one. The big one. The biggest one. When they won't let you test drive the vehicle because it's a manual or a specialty car. Yes. You walk in there. Type R. My car, I couldn't even test drive it. My thing is, like, if you drove there in a fucking manual... It's a fucking Honda Civic. Right. Get off your goddamn high horse, <laughs> Honda. Your dealerships are shit. It's like you walk in there, it's stuck in 1997. It's the same fucking dealership. They never upgraded them. Right. It's like, oh, you want some hot chocolate? It looks like a fucking person's blowing out their asshole into a little cup. All right? While you're sitting there waiting three hours for the finance guy to show up who's been fucking beaten off in his... Like, it's just... Like, every time I go into... 
I hate to say it, it's Honda dealerships that are the arguably the worst. Yeah, bro. I'd be pulling up in Mercedes. They'd be just like, yo, do you want some coffee? You want some food? I'm like, hell and, yeah. And like, I've been to Chevy dealerships. <laughs> I've been to all of them. Like all the major dealerships. Yeah. I used to work at a car dealership. I mean, Honda is the worst in <laughs> Massachusetts. All of them fucking suck. Not a sit like there's one that's so bad I won't even go there. Even if they have a good deal. Yeah. Like my sister was was trying to get a new car and my mom's like, Oh, can we go look at a car for your sister at this dealership? I'm like, I won't step foot in that motherfucking place. Yeah. Like, it's that bad. And the whole concept of, you know, the way they do shady deals and stuff, like I don't know if that's better or worse than the one where it's like, oh, this is the price. That's all we're doing. Right. Like, I don't know what's worse. The hag- the no haggling or, you know, giving someone a blood bag for a better deal on an insight. Right? I hate like that, that no haggle bullshit. Like, no, you can haggle like if, if you like, want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. who's to tell me that I can't say that this car is a piece of shit and... You gotta drop about three grand off of this puppy, <laughs> right? Especially if it's true. <laughs> like this thing is a pile of shit. No one is buying it. Or I think what I think pisses me off the most is when something has been sitting on a dealer's lot for so fucking long and they have not changed the price. So then you inquire and be like, "Hey, I'll give you this because I mean the car's been sitting here forever." And then they have like, "Oh well, we'll sell it at auction for more." So I'm like. Will you though? Probably not. This shit gets me wired. Like, yeah, fired the fuck up. Like, yeah. Or it's like, I've been. Have you ever been to ones where like you go and you're like, you know, it's it's a weird car, right? There's like the, only oh, one in the area, so you're 100%. stuck with yep. looking at this fucking car. Huh? So, and the guy, guy or girl, come out, you know, they they think that they know that it's rare, and then, you know, they got one on one. Yeah, and and. Like the car has not even been gone through. Like it hasn't been cleaned. Yep. There's scratches all over it, like dents in the, the hood or the paint. And I'm, you know, I'm pointing these out, and the guy's like, "Oh, we'll fix that. We'll fix that right up. No problem." <laughs> no, they and I'm thinking, won't. and I'm thinking, like, okay, so you're not gonna haggle with me, but you're gonna spend eight thousand dollars to fix all the dents and dings in this car? Right. Bullshit. Yeah. It's like we got a good body guy. I got a good guy. Okay. Then they would bondo that sucker up by putting all that shit on it. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's crazy, man. Yeah, we uh, it was Diane and I went to look at a V60 Pulsar. This is before the Kona, whatever. Okay, and we went test drove it. The car was sitting on that lot for like probably what 60, 60 to ninety days at like some crazy price. I was like, no one is buying this shit at this price, bro. Like, anyway. So then the guy contacted us back and was like, you know, are you guys interested in it? And I wasn't impressed with the car. The car was the transmission's dog shit. It was like the eight speed. It was so slow. Like it wasn't fast for what it even was. It's just, what were they asking for those things? 40,000. It was a 2017. And it had like, what, 60,000 miles on it or some shit. I'm like, you're literally priced. And it's silver too. Most, uh, most generic color. Right. And it's like, you are priced like 5000 more than what this should be. So then I offered to him. I was like, hey, you know, this is what the fucking car is worth. You're like, you're not selling this car. Obviously, it's been here for fucking 90 days. And you haven't dropped the fucking price. So I'll give you this. You've come down to this. I'll come up there and buy it right now. 
And then he was like, oh, well, I'll sell it at auction for more than that. We know it's worth. I'm like, bro, whatever. And it still sat there. And then it just randomly disappeared. I guarantee they sold it at auction because it was sitting there so long. Yeah, those are the fucking worst. Yeah. It's like, I know what I got. You know, it's like the Facebook Marketplace thing. You bought this thing for fucking $25,000. Shut the fuck up. You bought this thing off somebody who didn't know what they had, (laughs) probably. And I was trying to get out of it because it's about to blow up. Yeah. God, I've had some weird interactions with fucking dealerships. Yeah. It just Um, turns me off, especially because, like, they don't really know the car. They just know the specs that they're told. To there is a fucking reason why I try my hardest not to buy cars. Yeah. I used to be about, oh, swip, switching it up all the time. I fucking don't have the patience to deal with the stupidity that yeah. is the car buying purchase now. And it takes buying experience ever. Why? Why? Like I said. Why do they, I come in there at nine o'clock? I can't leave till fucking two. It's an old, archaic way of doing business that sort of predates i mean it's just it's a bad set system and also it does vary from state to state some states are a lot easier than others because you can get you know temp tags and whatever right like for the longest time in massachusetts you had to wait for them to go to the fucking registry get plates or they could do it in house Mm -hmm. sometimes if it was a big enough dealership and then they're waiting in that line. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's a, and then I don't even want to get to the service part. You know, you buy your new car and, you know, where do you go service it? And I'm not talking about car enthusiasts. I'm just talking about regular ass folk. Yeah. They go to the back to where they bought it because yep. it's the first thing that makes sense. You go in there and they're like, you know, I think, you know, we can get you this price for this. And they try to, you know, scam you into doing some huge service on your car service diff service but i don't have a diff no you still need it anyways (laughs) yeah they're just so i don't know the fucked up thing is about it's like i have a lot of friends that work in dealerships and service advisors and you know they it's tough for them because they have to kind of sell sell up to more money for themselves so i kind of get it but at the same time it's like these poor people that don't know shit about these fucking cars, just buying it just because you just told, even though they don't. That's what I mean. Shit. It's yeah. like, you know, like, I thought I just changed my wipers the last time I was here. No, no, you need those wipers. Right. It's, they only last two months. Bullshit. Or they'll be like, oh, your air filter is dirty, but they just put dirt on it. And then they come out and show you it. They, Some people they are pull so out a fucking, fucked. yeah, put, pull out like a fucking pepper, right. pepper grinder and fucking yeah. just grind that shit right over the air filter. You see that? Yeah. Is that dirt? There's Why are you sneezing up. so much? Don't ask. Don't yeah. ask. Uh, it's a shitty yeah. environment. It's it really is. Um, and I really feel for the people who work in it. It's yeah. it's not an easy like Corey worked in the dealer industry for a very long time before we met and after. And it just mentally drains you because you're working, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. And just... it's just it's tough. It's a tough life. Very few benefits sometimes. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it works if you build your clientele well enough, depending. Oh, for sure. Because you get the Rolodex and people, then it's like easy, you uh, know. But that takes a while. It takes years. Yeah, and, you just and build now relationships. It's with the internet, tough. it's it's totally changed the game too. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, there's a lot less. You know, now it's usually big purchases. There's a lot less 
you know, cheaper stuff going through yeah. dealerships. You know, now that's basically done on the, the Facebook marketplace stuff, right? You know, back in the day, people didn't even have Carfax. I mean, that's got to be fucking scary. I guess you just bought what you saw. Right, which is nuts because people would just be lying their ass off. Be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had that replaced. No fucking proof. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Well, anyway, dealership fucking suck. That's episode people were 15. A lot, yeah. People were a lot more loyal back then, too. People didn't lie and scheme as much. People were well, like... Some people were just more gullible. Yeah, because they just trusted everyone saying, you know, you know, I don't know if you watched this episode of King of the Hill where he thought he was always getting deals when he went to the dealerships and stuff. But it was just like MSRP, like one of his friends came with them and it was just like just MSRP. It wasn't like any sort of hookup deal. Oh, they, yeah, dude, that's the oldest <laughs> trick in the book. Yeah. Be like, yeah. You know what? I'm going to get you the best price. <laughs> Some, And it's just like just retail. Like. Fucking hell, dude. Man. Anyway. All right. Well, that's a pod. That's 101. Pretty good. Yeah, that's a long one. Yeah. That's what she said. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye.